and welcome back to We Three Shits Podcast, Episode 3. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit different. Tyler and Will went on their honeymoon, so they're not going to be here with us. Uh, instead, this week I have a special guest, uh, someone I've known for a very, very long time, my entire life as a matter of fact. Uh, the biggest shit out of the many shits I know, my father. Hey. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Nope. No? I don't want them to know who I am if I'm associated with you. Oh, you got a point there, yeah. But most likely those who have listened to this have already met you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the Lego stores, right? Yeah. You know I'm, I'm really big into Lego. So Lego stores right now, they basically halted production. Because of all, you know, they, they can't um, have as many people in the factories and stuff. And a lot of their big factories have closed down because of the coronavirus. Right. So, that means, it, plus you're getting like a surplus of people who are now stuck at home constantly and Lego's a perfect pastime. So, you're getting a shortage of Lego, which I find absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? First off, it's toilet paper. Now it's Legos. <laughs> Well, same thing. Okay, take Rockstar, for instance. Everyone's complaining about uh, how bad the systems have been running lately. Yeah, because everyone's on it. Right, everyone's on it, but everyone's at home trying to fix the problems. They're not working together yeah. to fix the problem. Oh, okay, YouTube. So, YouTube is, uh, at the moment, they, they've made the top quality that you can have for a video. They dropped it from being like... 100, uh, 1,800p or something like that, to now I think the top is like 780 because so many people are at their homes watching YouTube at the moment that their servers physically can't handle everything. You know what I mean? Which, you know, really sucks if you're someone like me where I basically watch YouTube and YouTube alone every once in a while. Every Let day. me explain something to you. I'm 57 years old. You talk to 280p or whatever the fuck. That stuff Pixels. over my head. That stuff Pixels. over. So what? That's still over my head. Okay. That's because you don't know about it. It's not because of your age. It's a lot because of my age. No, it's not. No. A lot of kids knows what they're talking about because they grow up with it. When you talk to someone, they, they got to learn on it. I disagree. They got to learn it. If I go to Grant, to Papa and I sit there and I talk about the pixel measurements of a TV or something, he's gonna know about it. Okay. And he's what, five years older than you? And what does he do for a living? He fixes computers. Okay, man. But you were saying it had to do with your age, and it has nothing to do no, with your age, I, it has to do with your knowledge. Your knowledge comes, if you're just constantly on a computer, if you're growing up with the computer, you, most kids now, Papa's job's obsolete just about, because you any kid now, in high school, in junior high school, just about can rip to tear down a computer and put it back. You together. are a hundred percent wrong. Cool. I hear people doing it all the time because all it's the same thing as car parts. You pull, pull this out, stick something, they can increase the speed in it. I'm not saying solve the problems, fix the problem, but you it's pull, replace, and repair parts. Mechanics ain't mechanics no more. Mechanics are parts replacer because the computer tells you what's wrong with the car, and you just got to know where to go grab that part off and put it back in. They're not. Tearing down the middle engines is like they do anymore. Like when I was a kid, there was no computers. It's nothing but engine. I had a 73 charger, which the engine was there. I could stand inside the hood 
with the motor and work on it. There was so much room up there. You can't even get inside the car. You're lucky you can get your arm down between it now because there's so much stuff with this pollution, the computers, and all that stuff. So don't tell me that. No, I'm going to tell you that. No. You say that almost any kid, you go down to the high school and almost any kid could take apart a computer. I disagree. I 100% disagree with that. Because first off, it has to be some sort of a passion. You have to know why you're doing it. You, you walk up to any kid in the high school and go, okay, here's a computer, take it apart and show me the hard drive. I bet you only three out of ten kids could do it. Only three. Okay. Take people my age. What percentage of them do you think can do it? Three out of ten? One out of a hundred? Not that much. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I still disagree with you. Oh, and then you're wrong. No. <laughs> My numbers about the number of the kids might be different, but you give someone your nana and papa's age, okay? Your papa does. Your nana. There's cell phones nowadays. Kids can do anything on their cell phones. A lot of these older people don't because the, kid, the kids nowadays grow up with these cell phones. Look at your sister. She had the biggest cell phone in the world. And she wouldn't be caught dead without it. Kids won't be dead, caught. A lot of kids won't be caught dead without their phones. But again, again, you got a lot of these older people who, like your grandmother, she wants a regular flip phone because she does not understand. You hand your mother my phone. Hey, I don't know half the stuff on my phone. You hand her my phone. She wouldn't even know how to turn the thing on. Just about any kid can turn it on. Okay, but I'm not... See, my argument isn't about the capability. It's about the age you're saying. You're saying that they don't know it because of the age. And that is 100% wrong. Okay. Do you think older people know more about history than younger people? No. You don't think so? No. Because they lived it. Younger people's got to learn it. Okay, and your point... Then understand more of what's going on. It's come on. I, I work with a lot of young people. As I said, as far okay, okay. Now let's say World War II. Older people might have a better understanding of World War II. Are they going to have a better understanding of fucking Rome because they lived it? No, they still had to learn it. Just because they're older and they lived through some parts of it doesn't mean they're going to know it a hundred percent better. <laughs> <laughs> that old. Exactly. <laughs> but still, when okay, Civil War. Okay. How many kids do you think out there knows more than what I know? And don't give me that's a bad reason because it was a passion. Okay, but kids. I mean, it's the same, how to put it, it's, it's when you, if you have something in your life every day, okay, you're going to know more about that object than me coming up after 50 years of life and showing up in my life, know more than what I do about it, because it, you grew up with it. That's what I'm saying. 
Or if you grow up with something, you usually have more knowledge on what you grow up with. Not if you got to learn it, because people, as they get older, they don't want new technology. Okay. They don't want to do... They talk about the old days. Talk about, what, Kindles. You have your Kindles. What do we call them? Books. That, that was the worst transition to that joke you possibly could have done. <laughs> but still, no, it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing. Uh, some older people do adapt, okay, because it is easier for them. But some people, as I say, when you get older, a lot of people are stuck in their ways. Because they don't want to learn. It's not about their age. It is about the no, age it's not. for okay. the object okay. that is in line. Okay, listen. I'm not saying just because you're old you can't learn it. What I'm saying is if you was raised with something, you're going to know more about it than someone who wasn't. I disagree. I grew up with the most technology I had was a Wii and a Nintendo DS. That's all I had. I didn't have a phone or a tablet until I was almost 16. And I still know how to use this shit. I didn't grow up with it. <coughs> I technically was almost completely grown up when I got it. Okay, Nick, fine example. Can Nick build a computer? Yeah, but that's because that's his passion. But there's a lot of people out there who can. You talk a lot. If you have a computer, there's, I bet you there's more people per person that's younger that knows more about computers than there are that are older. Like, one out of every hundred people that are older will know about a computer. Ten out of a hundred people that are younger will know about a computer. I'm not saying the numbers are right, but it's... you, you got to understand, it, it, it's not whether you... It's, it's life. If you grow up with something, that's like you get someone that comes to the, from the future... And you're talking about time travel. They time travel. They grew up with time travel. They don't know all about it. We know nothing about it. Well, no shit, because we haven't been to time travel yet. No, but when you get up there... And time travel is physically impossible. At least backward in time. You can travel forward in time, but you can never travel backward Well, you're always in time. traveling forward in time. But right I'm talking now. according to what we know about the laws of science and physics and all that shit. You can physically travel faster in time than other people, but you can never travel backward in time. Why do you say that? Okay, so I know you don't necessarily agree with Einstein, yeah, but what we know about the theory of relativity states... That the faster you get to the speed of light, the faster time moves. If it takes you seven years to get from point A to point B, in traveling the speed of light, or as close as you can, because you can't physically travel the speed of light, then that means, let's say I travel from point A to point B at the speed of light. You travel from point A to point B at normal speed. Seven years for me, 700 years for you. That has nothing to do with your age, though. Because it's taking them longer. If you travel from the speed of light, okay, here, you live here. What you're saying, I travel from the speed of light over to here, then travel back at the speed of light back to here, they're going to be older than what I am. Yes. No. Because it's taking you seven years to do something that's taking them 700 years to do. But if it took you seven years to travel from here to there, it took them the same seven years as you traveled. No, because they're not traveling the speed of light. They're not traveling as fast as I am. 
Have you seen anything travel? It's all theory. Yeah, theory. of course it's How all theory. How much theory has been debunked in the past couple of years? A lot. Theory is not law. Well, no shit. Theory is something that people, oh, guess what? He's brilliant because he come up with a friggin' theory. A theory is a theory. It doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's not true. Okay, in that same mindset, you can sit there and go, well, uh, breathing's not real because that's a word that the human concept created. So it's obviously not real because we made it up. Time's not real because we made it up. No. Our whole existence isn't real because humans made it up in their minds. Okay, if we're not breathing, then what would it be called? I don't know. It's, it's another word. It, it's, it's, I, I don't believe in theories. Uh, theories can get you, it's something that gets you in the right direction. Theories is something that helps you on the path. But eventually a theory, unless they're 100% accurate, is going to be proven wrong or changed. Okay? Uh, um, until they can take and send someone at the speed of sound, say, to the next galaxy, and then bring them back to where this person and this person meet up again, this person never left the planet, and they are one's a lot older than the other, you're never going to be able to prove that fact. Well, you got to be able to... One thing that will never physically be possible for the simple fact, if you travel at the speed of sound oh, speed to of a light. place... Uh, it's gonna be, me, it's, speed, speed of light. Speed of sound is what, 700 miles per hour? Or something along that lines? Yeah. Because we've broken the speed of sound millions of times. You'll never be able to get there fast enough. And even then, they, they say... You, met, you know what? You're changing. Okay. I, I messed up on okay. the words. Okay? The closest... The closest solar system to our solar system is like a hundred billion light years away. We're not One person will never be able to make it there. For the simple fact, in light speed years, in light years, it is still too long for one person to travel. Which is why, okay, let's say we're going to Mars. Even if we're going to Mars, they're going to have to have, because at, at right now, I think they said it's going to take Six months to a year. No, you just explained something too. What? If it's, there's a theory that they cannot prove is wrong, because there's no way to prove it's wrong, that makes the theory right. No, but what they, they they can do it. They can't send a single person, but they have it where, okay, I don't think you've ever seen passengers, have you? No, no, I haven't. But still, it's, okay, it's the so same thing. In, in passengers, they got cryosleep, right? They're all put in a cryosleep, but that's not what I'm talking about. I don't think cryosleep well, I got a question. What's Hold the on, difference between the sound and speed of light? Let me finish my thought. So, uh, I lost my train of thought now. Uh, passengers. So, at the end of the movie, spoiler warning for those who haven't seen it, but it's like five years old now, so it doesn't matter. Should have already fucking seen it. Uh, in the at the end of the movie, you got Chris Pratt and J Law, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, ended up not being able to go back into cryospace. Well, they still have 92 years from the point where Chris Pratt woke up to the point where they reached the new planet, and they have to live their entire life, just the two of them in this ship. Now, if they were to take, and let's say it was it was even longer of a time. They now have a lot of supplies because the entire crew can't or, or is not waking up. It's just them, right? So they now have a bunch of supplies which they have at their disposal. So in order to make sure that, let's say they just sent these two people there, right? 
and we don't have cryo sleep technology or anything like that. So they just send these two people out, and it's going to take them, let's say, 100 years to get from point A to point B in light speed. And um, so what they do, one and two, they have kids. They die off. Their kids have kids. They die off. So then you have two generation, two generations or three? Would that be two or three? Depends. But Depending on it. So either way, you have that final generation, which would be hitting that destination. And then you could do the same way on the same, on the way back. And each time they would log it. Now, if, we, if they have logged six, uh, let's just give a random number, six generations out, right? From there and back. If they have logged six generations and they log in people who are on Earth kept on logging their generations, six generations compared to 60 generations. No. That would be a good test. That would be the, the base thing. Of course, you'd have to multiply it. And first, they got to reach the speed of sound. Okay, like this. Speed of light. Yeah, speed speed, of light. Okay, you asked what the difference between speed of sound and speed of why light is. Why is it, well, no, why does the speed of sound make you age less than the speed of light doesn't? Why? I mean, okay, so the speed of sound is how long it takes to hit your ears, right? The speed of light is how long it takes for the light, light to, to hit, hit your, your eyes. Eye. Right. The speed of light travels, I don't know the exact numbers, I could pull it up, but it, it travels a hell of a lot faster to hit your eyes than what sound does. Like a hell of a lot. It takes eight minutes or eight seconds. One of the two, it takes either eight minutes or eight seconds for the light from the sun to hit Earth, right? Now, if sound could go through space, which we know it can't, if sound could, well, other than radio waves, radio waves can go through space, but if normal, like, actual sound waves could go through space, it could take, okay, I'm trying to think here, so that's, Mm. Numbers, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, no, it'll it'll no, take a lot longer no, for whole... the sound of the sun to hit Earth than what it would for the light. I understand that. That's because it moves slower. But, in the same manner, when you're saying if someone travels at the speed of light, okay, that's where my problem, I, I, I get to too, because I say the wrong words, but I don't want to mean. The spell travels at the speed of light, okay, it's because they're traveling so fast, that they don't age as fast. Is that what you're because saying? Because time is relative. Now, if someone is traveling at the speed of sound, say they're out in space and they're circling the planet at 20 times the speed of sound. Okay. Okay, there's a circling and circling and circling. They do this for 25 years. When that person comes back, is he going to be older than the person that's on the planet? No, because the effects of it would probably be so slight and minuscule. No, no, even if it's slight and minuscule, but you should still okay. be older, less older. He probably would be, but the problem is we wouldn't be able to test it because it would be so small. <laughs> like we, in order to test something like and that, we have to have someone theory. out there. If you can't test it or prove it, it's okay. You're a genius, but if you can prove it wrong. Well, after they're dead, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, it's... People, I could say something. If I, I know something that they can't prove. I could say it and it'd become a law. Bigfoot exists. There we go. It's a law now. <laughs> it's the same way when me and you talk about Bigfoot. There's enough evidence to prove it 
there's enough evidence to disprove it. But show me the evidence to prove that you don't age as much when you travel. Show me the evidence that Bigfoot's real. Show me the evidence that Skunk Ape's real. But there is evidence out there. There is evidence for this. Where? In math. I'd like to see that. Okay. I because think... math can't solve. They say math solves everything it doesn't. No, I agree. Well, this, this is something that, that's never really quite made sense to me And when it comes to science. Okay, they sent, what was it? The um, one from the um, Star Trek movie. First one. Curiosity? No, Curiosity was the rover. Um, Voyager? I think it was the Voyager. The one with the gold disc? Yeah. Well, they sent the gold disc, right? And they have music on it, which is cool. You know, they, they it's filled with all these different things that are supposed to be landmarks from human history. Well, okay, first off, right, so they say math is a universal constant, which never really quite made sense to me because I 100% I agree time, any emotion, anything is all, it's a concept made by the human brain. You know, it's something we use to cope with stuff. But if we got another type of species out there that is nothing like us, they're not going to have the exact same type. Of, you know what I mean? It, it, I could see how it could evolve to being similar, but it's not going to be the exact same ever. The odds of it being the exact same are like 17 quintillion to zero. You know what I mean? And okay, this is a record disc out, right? What if whatever species ends up finding this record disc, if it's ever found by another species, if there is any other species, they're going to look at this thing and immediately know, oh, let's put it on a record player. What if they don't even have record players? You know what I mean? It, <laughs> what's the point? It's of a decorative frisbee. Basically, yeah. So what's the point of sending it out? Hell, we have a better chance of sending radio waves out and trying to find something than we do with the fucking Voyager. I mean, I understand why they did it. It was a, like it was more of a publicity stunt than anything. You know what I mean? But it just—it never has never made any sense to me. You got a dog looking your leg. Oh yeah. Okay, and here's something that has always int intrigued me. So they say we're made of. Tiny, tiny billions of trillions of quintillions of atoms, right? Well, if your atoms are never touching, when you touch something, are you really touching it? Because if your atoms aren't touching, because your atoms can never touch something, like another thing, so are you touching? Like I'm putting my hands on the table right now, am I touching it? I feel like I'm touching it. My body tells me I'm touching it. But am I touching it? You ever see that trick where they take someone's hand and put it on the other side of a board? Yep, and they... they put a cardboard there. They and rub it with something, they hit it with a hammer. They'll actually feel it because their minds tell them mm -hmm. what they see is what's happening. Mm -hmm. You're saying it's like all oh, like that. It could be. So it's all in your head. But if you can't touch okay. something, how could you pick something up? Maybe we're not picking this up. It's all in our imagination. Maybe we're, maybe we're in like... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Matrix? Yeah, the Matrix. We're all hooked up to these machines and... Okay, I'm going to go jump off a building to test it out. You going to come? No. Oh, okay. Selma <laughs> Hayek, show up. Remember, remember. <laughs> 
The question is, can the spoon bend? It's, is, is the spoon really there? But no. Okay, so have you ever heard uh, of an ideology called Last Thursdayism? No. So Last Thursdayism is something I find very intriguing. It's the idea that everything in creation, every last shred of atom, every tiniest molecule to the biggest gorilla to the biggest elephant, right? Everything was made last Thursday. But that includes all of our memories before Thursday. So for all we know, the universe could have started two seconds ago and it just happened to start with all of our previous memories and all of us talking at this very moment. What's it called, that movie? Was it Tommyknockers or... Tommyknockers? Something like that where... Stephen King? Where the stuff is disappearing. History, this thing wipes out everything behind it. So The, the giant it. meatballs with the mouths? Yeah. Yeah, the invasion of the Tommyknockers or something like that. Where, where it's making your past is disappearing and, and mm-hmm. you, if you get stuck into it, you're going to disappear you're with gonna it. You're going to get eaten by giant Swedish meatballs. God, that movie was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not so... It wasn't the worst of Stephen King's live-action movies by far, but it's up there. Dude, that dude was weird. Is he dead? No, he's still alive. So he still is weird. Yeah, he had a point. But, like, I know a lot of his books and stuff, a lot of the really weird TV shows and movies he made, a lot of them he wrote when he was drunk and on cocaine. Hell, uh, you watched that one with Morgan Freeman where he had the caterpillar eyebrows. Where mm. the, the, the butt aliens. Oh, yeah. They all came out of the... That was fucking weird. And that was a screenplay. That, I don't think that was based off a book. I, I honestly think that was just him. And it actually references to the last time he had he got drunk at the time. Was uh, at the very beginning of the movie... Uh, the psychic dude, because, you know, all Stephen King's books have to have some sort of psychic because Stephen King. Um, he goes walking out into this uh, road, and all of a sudden a car hits him. Same thing happened to Stephen King in almost the exact same way. Mm-hmm. But watching that scene, he gets hit by the car, and there's this woman that screams, and her scream is hilarious. It's like so over the top and so hammy. When it hits him. And they, they replay the scene like two or three times as far as I remember. But like every time I see that scene, it is so freaking funny. That and Morgan Freeman's Caterpillar Eyebrows. They are absolutely... They make that movie. <laughs> Morgan Freeman didn't really have any role in the movie. He sits there, I disagree with you. I'm going to kill you. I died. That's it for like ten minutes. And you know, for a fact, he got paid a shit ton for that. <laughs> I want to be that type of actor one day. No, you want to be an actor. If you're an actor, you want to be something that makes movies that mean something. Like Morgan Freeman most mm-hmm. of the time. But I want to be the type of actor where I can be on screen for two minutes and make $14 million from it. Be a basketball player for like Shaq O'Neal. Every shot Shaq you made, every shot you made was like making like $12,000 $12, per yeah. shot. What an average doubt to be. Okay, we watched, we watched, uh, I'm I'm actually going to pull this up. We watched uh, uh, Princess Bride the other day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Andre, and we were like, how tall is he? And I'm going to pull it up to see how tall he is, because I'm genuinely curious. I still don't think that was him on the horse. Oh, 100%. No way he was riding that horse. That horse would have died. Dude (laughs) was a giant, literally. It was in his name. (laughs) But, like, I'm genuinely curious if he was taller than Shaq. Or taller than Tiny. 
jacked. I got a buddy of mine, Tiny. Um, dude is 6'11". He's almost 7 feet tall. Fucking giant of a man. The first time I met him, I go walk into my buddy's house to play D&D. And I walk in, and I hear, well, hi, how are you? And I look over, expecting to see a face at my level. No, I just see a chest. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look up, and slowly but surely, I start to see a huge giant of a man. And he's having to bend over not to hit his head on the ceiling. I felt like a fucking hobbit. <laughs> we can play Lord of the Rings now. Yeah. <laughs> he's fun. I like to enjoy talking with him. He likes having fun, you can tell. All right, little people. <laughs> okay, Andre the Giant. Uh, Andre the Giant was seven foot four. Six eight. Andre was taller. How old? By three inches. Oh, she killed Shaq seven. Shaq seven one. Have you ever seen that that picture of Shaq next to the Rock? Mm-mm. And he makes Rock, the Rock look like the pebble. <laughs> it's so funny because you know the rock he look and from what I understand the rock's not that tall like he, he's well, like, like he's like Arnold my, like, yeah Arnold, Arnold wasn't Arnold's that a tall. tiny guy from what I understand I, Arnold's like 111 from what I understand don't quote me on it internet 111 <laughs> yeah 511 five I mean uh, so if, if you guys want to disprove me go ahead and type in the comments how tall Arnold is because I genuinely don't know and my phone's too slow for me to look it up at the moment um, but I'm, I'm like 90% sure he's either like 5'11 or 6 foot he's not that tall he's like my height 6'2 oh so he's he's a one, one inch taller than me he's my height yeah Hi, buddy. Now, Lou Ferrigno is 6'5". I believe that. And The Rock is 6'5". Really? Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. Now, Tom Cruise is the midget. Oh, yeah, we all know Tom Cruise is Dolph Lundgren's 6'5". Dolph Lundgren. I absolutely love Dolph Lundgren for the simple fact he has more fucking PhDs than Bill Nye. Oh, he's a smart guy. Yeah. You know, Bill and I, the sellout guy, is sitting there on one PhD that has nothing to do with fucking science, or it's like it's like one of the like liberal sciences or something like that. And everyone, you know, everyone takes his word as fact because he was a celebrity, which is fucking bullshit. And they look at Dolph Lundgren and the roles they, he plays. Yeah, they they think expect him to be this big grunt, but he's not. <laughs> Bill and I, the sellout guy. I, I used to love Bill Nye, man. I, 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 I was like everyone else. I worshipped worshipped him. You know, he was a part of my childhood. Until I saw Bill Nye say the role, and he's sitting there, gender's a spectrum, because that's what they paid me to say. <sighs> man. That, oh, I, that made me mad, man. Okay. We'll get, get this out of the way. Who's your favorite actor? Uh, favorite actor? Oof. That's a tough one. I, I love Robin Williams, but not everything he does. I love almost everything I've seen John Malkovich in. Yeah, Malkovich is But funny. Malkovich is very hammy with his acting. Yeah. It's always over the top, which is one of the reasons why I like it, but in some of the movies he's been in, it, it don't get me wrong, it's hilarious, but it doesn't match what they're going for. Um, 
An actor I don't really care for, but I do think he's had a couple of really good roles is Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. I don't think he's that good of an actor, honestly. But in some of the stuff like Inception, I liked him in. The Revenant, I liked him in. And Django. Django, I absolutely loved him in that. When he cut his hand, uh-huh. that was he actually cut his hand in that scene. And he kept on... You know, bleeding from his fucking hand, and he's sitting there, continues acting. I absolutely fell in love with that. Um, Heath Ledger, I really liked. Yeah, I loved him in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and Will and uh, Tyler did too. Yeah, I know. Hell, they're probably they've been watching that on repeat from what I saw on their Snapchat stories. Um, I can't really say I have a favorite actor. I have a couple of actors I really like, but there's no real actor I can sit there and say they're my absolute favorite. Okay. What about you? Well, I the same thing. I got like Sam Elliott. I love Sam Elliott, everything he does. Uh, Tom Selleck. Okay, I take that back. My favorite actor, Samuel Jackson. Oh. <laughs> oh come on now. Unless there's not no snakes on no plane, forget it. Get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Get these motherfucking sis off this motherfucking planet. Get these motherfucking raptors off this motherfucking planet. <laughs> off this island. Yeah. yeah. Get these motherfucking raptors. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if, me and you talked about this a while back. If you could put... Raptor, give me back my motherfucking arm. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like in that one scene in uh, How It Should Have Ended. Oh, you just see a black guy's arm and you immediately assume it's me. That's racist. But, uh, okay, if you could put the F-bomb in any movie that doesn't already have an F-bomb in it, what movie would you immediately put it in? For, with who? Doesn't matter. Just any movie you can think of off the top of your head. Okay, for, for starters, we'll go with Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith. It's PG-13, right? So you are legally allowed to put at least one F-bomb in it. Where do you put it and why? Well, it's the same thing that you think of, too. Samuel Jackson, when he comes into Palpatine there. And he's like, you're on the motherfucking arrest. <laughs> Either that. I, I, don't get me wrong, Samuel's in that, so he has to already get the F-bomb. But if I could have given it to anyone else... It would have have to have been in that exact same scene, but I would have given it to Palpatine. He's like, um, we will not let you take control of the Senate. I am the fucking Senate. Yes! <laughs> so it's treason. Okay, where would you put it in Jaws? Well, the only spot I can think of in Jaws is when he goes back and tells him he needs a bigger boat. <laughs> a fucking bigger boat. <laughs> Did that line... It's, it's a lot like the, the most famous line in Star Wars, you know, I am your father. That line always bugs me when people reference it because yeah. they always reference it wrong. Yeah. They always say, um, we're going to need a bigger boat. When the line is, you're going to need a bigger boat because Quinn's the one hunting the shark down. Right. Not Brody or uh, Hooper. It's Quinn. And in, um, in Star Wars, the line isn't, Luke, I am your father. It's, no, I am your father. He doesn't. He said he doesn't say Luke anywhere in there. He goes, "No, I am your father." 
in the Lord of the Rings series. Run, you motherfucking fools! <laughs> Fly, motherfuckers. Fly, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, no. What? No. It would have to be in two towers. He's standing there. You're going to have to toss me. What? You're going to have to toss me. Don't tell the fucking elf. <laughs> I would have to give it to Gimli. I'm sorry. Gimli's the only one that has... The aura that would say fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Either that or maybe one of the dwarves in the first, in the, in the, uh, uh, the Hobbit Fellowship series. Fellowship of the... In, in the, the Hobbit, Hobbit series. But, I, okay, okay, for each, each movie, which one would you, where would you put it? We're going to start each off with... Each set? Or? No, with each movie. So we're going to start off with The Unexpected Journey, The Hobbit. <laughs> Bilbo at the door. I'm not mother for a fucking. I'm not home. <laughs> What's he? What he said again? Off. In in when he didn't want him in the house, he was knocking. He says, "Go away." You talking about in fellowship or unexpected? The unexpected journey. When he first meets Gandalf. Oh, we, uh, um, we don't want any fucking adventures. Thank you. We don't want it here. Oh, uh, anyway, you might want to try across the fucking water. And he turns around and walks inside. Okay, I can see that. Uh, I would have to give it to Gollum. When he's chasing Bilbo down. And Was that in the first one? In the first one. That, that's the only time you see Gollum in the in the Hobbit. Okay. Uh, when he's chasing him down after Bilbo had already put on the ring and he turned invisible, and he's chasing him down, he's like, "He stole it! He fucking stole it! <laughs> it's lost!" <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Desolation of Smaug. That's the second one. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so, the one that they barrel ride. Yeah, that's the one where they ruined the ending. And they, although I have to agree, I have to admit, with that movie, them changing the ending of that particular section to make the dwarves more heroic fit the dwarves that they had in the movies. Right. Because in the book... But it doesn't fit in the book, right? No, the book... Well, the book, the dwarves weren't warriors. They were toy makers and wood carvers. They had no basic fighting experience. You know, and if they're trying to make them these huge warriors... They're not going to just sit by and let Bilbo do everything. Right. They did like they did in the book. Yeah. As I said, that's what always bugged me. Because it's like, you could see in the book where they they didn't even go into the... No. They they didn't go in until Bilbo was like, yeah, the dragon's gone. And I think he's dead, so let's go in now. And they're all like, oh, gold? Yes. And then, of course, you got Thorn. Where's the Arkenstone? (laughs) But... But I agree um, with a lot of fans. You know, I understand why they don't like it. You know, the ending of that one. And I I have to admit, they did mess up my favorite scene. My absolute favorite scene in the entire book was when Bilbo is fighting the spiders in the book. In the book, what he does, he runs around, he has his ring on. And he would take it off every couple of seconds, go, hey, look over here, put it back on, he'd run to another spot. 
Well, they kind of do that in the movie, but in the book, he's singing a song about how he's outwitting the spiders. And it's it's extremely cocky sounding, but it, it's a funny, enjoyable scene with a lot of suspense to it. Which, in you know, lots of media, it's kind of hard to mix the two, but in that scene, it was good. And in the movie, they kind of, hey, I'm over here, ha 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 ha, stab, stab, oh no, I've fallen. And there's now a centipede. What? You know, and then they, they have it where the dwarves save themselves, basically, and then the elves show up, which... It doesn't happen like that in the book, but... You know. But, uh, either way, that that was my favorite scene in the book, and they, they I felt like they massacred it in the movie. Right. My second favorite scene, though, they did perfectly. That scene where Bilbo climbs the tree to look out, and he sees all the, the butterflies and the sunlight. In my head, I had a particular image of what it was going to look like you know and I remember going to the theater and seeing that scene and in my head it looked exactly the same as what was on the on the screen I thought it was amazing so where would you put the F-bomb in that uh, <laughs> you went off on a rant yeah uh, I'd have to give it to Smaug on that one uh, I don't know where I'd give it to him though it's either going to be in the scene where he's talking to Bilbo, or no, it's it's gonna be right after he flies out of the mountain and he's flying, shakes off all the gold, and he flies towards uh, Ed not Edoras, um, Lake Town. Uh, he's flying towards him. And he's like, "I am fire, I am death." I'd put it somewhere in that line. Mm. Uh, what about you? I can see I am fire, I am fucking death. Mm. Uh, Either that, or I would give it to uh, Killy when he gets shot by the shot in the leg with an arrow. Whenever he's trying to lift the gate so they can get out of uh, the Markwood Palace, as soon as he gets shot, fuck! <laughs> I think that would be a good spot for it. It would it'd feel more right you know what I mean well, like a natural reaction now the one where they're fighting fighting the things in the underground that was in the first one with the goblins oh that was with the goblins yeah okay so the bar the bear Bayorn Bayorn that's in the second one and when they're running up to his door and the bear's chasing him that's in the second one right when the bear's chasing him I would have thrown it in there Give it to Bomber as he's running past everyone, and he's like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay, uh, Battle of the Five Armies. I almost have to come at the end when they killed the. When they kill Azog. Yeah. Whenever he, he gets finally gets stabbed, he, would you want Azog to say it? No, I want uh, Thorn. Thorn, yeah. When he dies, yeah. <laughs> Bilbo, yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, fellowship. Where's fellowship go up to? They made it all the way to Roots. 
They own Fellowship, right? Uh, they made it to Loth. They just got past Lothlorn, and it ends in the same pl- spot in the bush. Right when, uh, uh, oh, the ranger. When he stabs Frodo? Nope. Or I'm thinking of the, the... When he told them to put the freaking fire out. <laughs> yeah. When he comes walking up after their battle on Weathertop, he's like, I told you to... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or when, Are you talking about that or when Sam is yelling at them? About... No, when he is. Well, Sam could do too. Because Sam is the one that yells at them for making bacon. Right. I could see Sam saying that. You know what I mean? I, I agree with that. I think that's good. Again, I would probably... Me personally, I'd give it to Gimli. But it would be at the Council of the Ring. And my fucking axe. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just about the only spot I'd put it. No. Uh, two Towers. I hated that one. That's when they're in the Caves of Mordor, right? Moria? The Mines of Moria? Yeah. That was in the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mines of Moria, that's it. Gandalf. When he knocks Full of stuff. a fucking tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay, yeah, I'm changing your mind to that. Full <laughs> of a fucking tooth. That's the thing I loved about that scene. You could tell, like, uh, Ian McKellen did a great job in that. But he, then again, too, I already put the thing when they're crossing the bridge, too. <laughs> Yeah. Run, you fucking fools. I, I think it would go better in Fool of a Tooth. <laughs> Two Towers starts off with Sam and Frodo. Them trailing them. And they run into Vormir's brother. And with uh, uh, Pippin and Mary. And, Being prisoners, yeah. Yeah. And that ends... Right before Shelob, which in the book Shelob was in the two towers. I always thought that was kind of interesting that they moved the two around. I know where I put it. What? When Sam is talking to Schmiegel about potatoes, and he's like, "You know, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a fucking stew." <laughs> I hate fucking potatoes. <laughs> Schmeagle no eats potatoes. Schmeagle wants fucking fish. <laughs> oh, so scaly and slimy. And in the last movie, I know exactly where I put it. Where? When that guy catches himself on fire uh, and comes flying, jumping out of him. <laughs> yeah. I can fucking fly. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. When, uh, when uh, uh, Demeter, yeah. uh, he... He pours the oil on Faramir and he drops it and he catches on fire, runs off the cliff. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, I'd put, yeah, that's where I'd put it. You know, that would be a fun podcast, too. Me and you going, taking a Either deep that dive. Or Gimli. When he, when, uh, the elephant's killed. Still only counts, uh, fucking counts as one. Oh, yeah. Still only fucking counts as one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I that would be a fun little podcast. It's taking a deep dive into each one of the movies, comparing it to the parts of the books. That I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of these movies, like it, the idea of putting so, F-bomb in it is fun, but I'm oh, so glad they didn't do it. Oh, no. Well, that's like, 
Oh, as we talked about last the other day, nude scenes in movies. They got so many nude scenes in movies. Like, they don't need to be there. Yeah. I mean, what really made me think, as I said, when we watched, was it Neebs coming on? And they had that video with that girl's butt in your face. It's it, like the it song was, a, was so bad, the it was song, a, everyone's watching it for the butt. It, it was a mumble rap video, yeah. and I don't like rap mostly in general. Don't get me wrong, there are a few songs that I'll listen to every once in a while, but... For the most part, I do not like rap music, especially mumble rap. I think that is the most acidine thing out there. But me and Dad were going to watch a YouTube video, and this video music video comes on, and it's called, like, I Got a New Ass or Building a New Ass or something like that. And the entire video is just women twerking. And it's like my dad said, you know, um... The song's that bad that they have to put so much sex appeal in it because that's the only reason why people are ever going to watch it. You know? Maybe the girls dancing making all the money, not the guy. Yeah. Well, they probably are making a crap ton of money off of it. Not the guy singing the song. No, not more than him, but they're probably making a lot of money off of it. But they, as I said, you know, that's what they're selling. Is why is he making all the money off of it? Yeah, man, you guys should have been at a Will and Tyler's wedding. You know, uh, they had a race car. Will cake. looked great in the gown. Yep. With the with the helmet on. Yep. They they had that race car wedding cake, and uh, on on the side of the the race cars, it had little uh, uh, video game logos of all these different game companies that Tyler plays. You know, different logos and stuff, and uh, the banquet, the 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 reception was so much fun they played a mixture of mumble rap and country and some country mumble and like you couldn't understand a word being said the entire time so it was confusing but it was so much fun it was almost like being at an irish wedding well it wasn't a mumble rap song where the guy loses his house his wife and his dog mm-hmm. so it's country yep. mumble right? That's mumble con- country mumble yeah that's what i said Yee-yee. And to give a country song or a mumble country song a happy ending, you play the record backwards. Yep. He gets back his dog, his wife, and his house. Yep. Except this, in this one, it wasn't. Um, you you forgot to add in the fact that he was doing cocaine, meth, and all these other stuff because he's a rapper too. Oh. <laughs> you know. That's why he lost his dog, his wife, yep. and his house. <laughs> you ever seen that that video of? Um, Gordon Ramsay going down into like South America where they make cocaine and he goes to one of these cocaine factories. No, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't think it's real, but he goes down there and he's sitting there yelling at them on how bad they're making the coke. <laughs> oh, you think it was like a, a, it was a like, skit it was, from it was Saturday Night Live? Yeah, or it was something. either like a skit or it was like, but like he's sitting there, you're using fucking gasoline. You know that'll kill you, mate. <laughs> That's not how you do it. <laughs> well, first, what you need to do, you got to take away the gasoline. That's number one. But then you got to add in a little uh, biosol, and just to give it a nice fluffy aroma. <laughs> it's it's a couple years old, but it is freaking hilarious, man. I love Gordon Ramsay. I. He, I think it's hilarious how one minute he can be sitting there yelling at his staff, but as soon as a customer comes up and is like, well, your chef didn't do it right, he has their back no matter what. You know? 
He'll sit there and he's like, one second, you fucker, you messed up this pipe. Excuse me, sir. Fuck off, bitch. I love him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a stand-up guy. Well, and it's funny. Uh, they, like I, you know, I can't stand where. He makes you wonder how much of that is just for the, the cameras. Well, I think it's funny. You know, whenever he's around kids, his personality is completely different. Than oh when, yeah. You know, when it's adult, what are you? What are you? An idiot sandwich. That's right. Whenever a kid, he's around kids. Oh, it's okay, baby. Don't cry. Don't. Your meal's perfectly fine. Day they turned 13. It was fucking shit, you douchebag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like his, his son. He just had a kid like last year and it's learning its first words. Guess what its first words were? What? Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Well, it's like CJ's. He used that word. What, fuck? Yeah. Like a... Where'd he pick it up from? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I, I watch my language when I run around CJ. I do too. <laughs> yeah, then I'm going to teach him some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sister says here, what's he saying? I don't know. What's, what's a peanut? Peanut. Peanut. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, but hearing you and Chelsea talk on the phone the other day, you know... He's got a lot more vocal. And not, like, well, well, no, what happened is I bought them a little conta- dollar containers of Oreos. Yeah. You know, little bitty Oreos in the cup and uh, uh, Chip Ahoy's. Okay. And Chelsea says uh, <laughs> she gives them to him, but she, he wants them all the time now. He goes, we got to hide. She goes, I got to hide him. Like, what do you mean? Is he getting up there? He goes, no. Nick will go to grab something out of the cupboard and he'll, CJ, when he's standing, he'll look up and see it up in the cupboard and he says, Cookie, cookie, cookie. So we gotta hide him so we can't see him anymore. <laughs> well, that's like the other day. It's like Chelsea. I we bought that sub from Subway. I had that meatball sub, and he's standing there. Chelsea, he's not. I gave him a bite. Of, he loved that thing. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a handful though. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for watching this week's episode. Uh, uh, I'd like to thank my dad for joining us this week. So thank you. Yeah, don't ask me again. Uh, you'll probably be back on in like two weeks if, if they're not done with their honeymoon. <laughs> um, uh, hopefully they will be done with their honeymoon by next week. So uh, No, we'll be going to the divorce party. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. Uh, oh, that's actually kind of cool. I'm friends with both sides, so I'll get money either way. <laughs> uh, who's fighting for the, the divorce yep. and who's going to get Austin? Yep. I'm like the, the child that doesn't want to be with either. Uh, but uh, anyway uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening and uh, it's been real